please exhale. And now let's begin. Welcome to the Science of Light. I'm your host, Rosemary. If you're interested in exploring holistic wellness topics through a perspective that blends spirituality with science, I think you've found the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's figure out this life thing together. Always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Science of Light. Here is another super awesome interview episode that I have been really excited to get out to you with Sarah Wolf, host of the Creatrix Culture podcast. Her podcast is incredible. She is super real. She shares a lot of valuable insight and from a just a super real place on this episode. So I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation. I hope you enjoy learning from her. If um, frequencies and vibrations and those kind of things are something that you're maybe interested in, but they don't always seem super accessible. I hope this episode is really helpful and I hope you get a lot out of it and enjoy it like I did. I am grateful that you're here and also be on the lookout as a side note, tune into Sarah Wolf's podcast, um, Creatrix Culture. She interviewed me. So if you want to hear me be interviewed by someone else. Um, I talk about some of the things I talk about a lot on here, but it's cool to um, get to hear my perspective drawn out through someone else's perspective. So be on the lookout for that. Go give her podcast a listen and a follow and check it out. And I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, also quick note. Did you know that on Spotify now you can leave ratings as well? It used to only be a Apple podcast thing. Um, But now you can do it on Spotify too. So if you would drop me a little star rating real quick, if you listen on Spotify or Apple and you haven't already, it would super duper help me with the algorithm and all, you know, getting in front of more people. If you appreciate this show, sharing it and leaving a rating are super easy and free ways that you can help support me and help me get in front of more people that might enjoy it. So, yep, with that said... I am grateful that you're here, and let's dive in without further ado. Welcome to the Science of Light. Today, I'm joined by a very special interview guest, Sarah Wolf, host of the Creatrix Culture podcast. She is a quantum and sound healer. So, hi, Sarah. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit more about you, about what that means, about what Creatrix Culture is, wherever you want to start, jump in? Yeah. So, Creatrix Culture was birthed towards the end of 27 or 2017. (laughs) I was talking a lot about 2017 yesterday. (laughs) So that's in my head. That's a whole other topic. Um, 2019, I basically to rewind, I've followed a very interesting spiritual path basically my whole life when I, I was raised Catholic and that religion just didn't set with me. And Mm -hmm. that, and I had all this stuff going on um, intuitive things and, 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 and different thoughts than what I was raised with. And I just felt like the odd person out. So that propelled me on a very, uh, winding spiritual path. And through that though, my guides were constantly asking me to answer the call to step into more as a spiritual teacher, a spiritual leader. And I kind of like did it all behind the scenes and I would go study things quietly. And if you didn't really know me, you wouldn't know that I was, I like kind of believed in what I believed in or followed what I followed. And it was really big towards the end of 2019 when spirit came to me very, very, very loud. And they're like, you can't sit back anymore. You need to, you need to take a step forward. And that's when, um, Creatrix. So Creatrix is a female creator. And then, then culture, I, I had this vision of creating space for females, but also anyone can join, but it was about females coming together for 
um, creativity, empowerment, healing. I started at the beginning of 2020 um, healing workshops. And where the podcast came with that is it kind of just birthed naturally to every month was going to have a theme. And then I was going to take one person from every workshop and sit down based on that theme in a podcast. Well, then we all know what happened in 2020 and everything shut down. And um, I kept the podcast going, but I I was really propelled to do some really deep spiritual work during that time. So I quit the um, workshops during then. And I went on this really big, more kind of more of a shamanic journey. And it's interesting, everything was shut down, but I was just magnetized to all these different spiritual people and my spiritual community opened up. So now that things have became a little bit more open, um, sound healing actually came during that time too. And now I'm being led back to workshops, but it's more of a, it's, it's a different aspect. And I've taken, it's more of like doing sound baths, but with that are teachings and, and teach and like guided meditations and they now have themes, but it's kind of like birthed me in a different way. But then the podcast has taken its own, its own path into just different subjects and what, um, what I really try to keep it is for people that are, are like starting on a spiritual path that don't know mm-hmm. things or taking teachings that I, what I've found in my own personal experience, like it's great, but we're missing other parts of the teachings. Like let's get real about it. Um, mm. It's not all yeah. just like sunshine, fairy tales and happiness. It's like, let's dig into like the struggles, like the darkness that might come up, the shadow stuff. So um, it's really about kind of like bridging the gap into what people think spirituality is versus what it is, what the actual path to, if you want to say enlightenment really looks like. And it's not, it's not fun sometimes. (laughs) I love that. Actually, that's what kind of drew me to like, when I first saw your podcast, I was like, oh, that's cool. Because that's something I try to focus on too, is like, you know, that's like toxic positivity is a buzzword these days. And even sometimes that doesn't like, really land like but I think that's what you mean right it's like it's not just all the toxic positivity it's like the real life stuff so I'd love to hear more about your background and kind of what led you to that discovery um either a long time ago or recently you know what what was kind of your path into figuring that out for yourself to share it with others yeah about like the toxic positivity in a sense like that or just your spiritual path in general yeah. As I went through different, um, different like life challenges and, um, just events. And the more I was like, had to face myself and, and, and different wounds and, and traumas and everything, um, and had to really dive into the deep darkness and doing it sober because when I was younger, I like, like things would come up and they would hurt and they'd be painful, but I would like, just like, you know, drink it to push it away. Right. And, um, well, go back to 2017, I left my marriage basically. And it was a short marriage. It was a long relationship, short marriage. And that really catapulted me into going into basically like, um, like a dark night of the soul. And digging through past things and traumas and relationships. And I went really deep, deep, deep into this deep healing that was, that became a very solo, solo, solo journey. Like no one could help me out of it. And I did it completely sober and it kind of brought me to the place of empowerment, but where along that path of, of spending time and understanding that, that shadow side of ourselves one of the big key things was that kind of just came along was um, about law of attraction and like I would read all these books to try to manifest things in my life. Right. And nothing was happening. And I would try this way and that way. And what I found, it's kind of like an, an interesting thing that it took me to go to the into like the depths of the shadows of myself through something else that brought me the teaching and understanding of in order to 
because you can attract things, right? But in order to hold on to them, you really need to understand your subconscious and your shadow and this other side of yourself because you won't be able to, there's not a lasting foundation because your subconscious and your shadow will always outweigh anything Mm. that you're putting out here. So in all these books that I would read, they're like, just, you know, visualize something and make a vision board and do all this stuff. And I'm like, great, I did all that. And like, nothing's happening, you know? Right. Yeah. And then it was because I wasn't paying attention to, I always like say like my shadow or my subconscious is like behind me over here. I don't know why in, in my head it always, so I always refer to like back here, but I, w- I wasn't, um, I wasn't conscious or no one really taught me yet, uh, uh, like where I was at about what was I putting, what was I allowing to dump into my subconscious and what was I not, uh, like focusing on or allowing it to heal or have a voice or look at it because that will always outweigh what you're trying to do. And it might not, even if you manifest it and then people's lives fall apart and they're like, I don't get why, like, well, what are you not healing about this one side of yourself that you're blocking off or you're drinking away from it, or you're smoking tons of weed to get away from it or whatever you're doing to not look at this side of yourself. And that's, that's kind of the birth of everything then, because then that's became to like, okay, that's what kind of was like, uh, I think it was the, the first episode in, in, and the first workshop I did was about the shadow self. Um, because that to me became like the pinnacle point of, of kind of the foundation of everything in healing is, is allowing yourself to look and, and look at that darkness or that. So that you're so scared of that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the key to, and it's not getting rid of it. It's like befriending it or acknowledging it or working with it or understanding where does that part have a place in what you're doing and where does it not? Mm. And then once you kind of get into a relationship with that, then you can start moving to the other things and your manifestations and everything will start. There'll be more of like a foundation for them in a sense. That that makes so much sense. Yeah. And I like how you said like you might be able to manifest things, but you won't necessarily be able to hold on to them. That's a pretty interesting, never thought of it that way where it's like, yeah, good things might come, but then they go. But then also, so I'm wondering how does that work in relation to like, or maybe what are some strategies you've learned or used uh, with yourself or clients related to actually working with that shadow side? Um, because I think this is something that I wrestle with a lot in the whole like idea of manifestation and they're like, well, you're just not vibrating on the right frequency. Right. right. And that just feels like a little bit gaslighting to me or victim blamey or like whatever, you know, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. And then you start feeling bad about yourself and that's what was happening to me. I'm like, what's, what's wrong with me? Like right. these people seem like they can do it. And like, why, what am I not doing right? Like, and then you're, <laughs> I actually had like a little, a little joke about that where it's like that spiritual shaming that, yeah, like that gaslighting. Right. And you're like, I'm not supposed to look over here like this because then this won't manifest. And I can't put this here in my house over here because then, you know, like doom and gloom is going to happen. And again, like basically you're just like stuck in this little box. You're like, I can't even like move. Right. (laughs) If I do anything, like nothing's going to manifest because I did it wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's like a few, there's a few things with that. And I do a, um, I have a, a, a meditation that I put together that I bring people into, um, into like this mirror and we look at things and we bring up different keywords that would be considered like, like a negative aspect of yourself and work with that in your normal life. What you can look at is when you're if we, if we use people, for instance, like let's say Judy, you know, there's something about Judy that every time you're about Judy, you're like, oh, she's so pushy and she's so like this and that it's Judy's showing you that Mm. there's a part of yourself that you're not acknowledging that you could be pushy too. Right. So in, in understanding that thing that irritates you about Judy it's like, okay, well, where in your life do you need to pull up your inner Judy? Where do you need to pull up that shadow that you hate that personality, but you actually might need to use that personality and you're, you're not using it where it's not Judy shouldn't overtake you and just 
be Judy, right? If Judy's not a nice person, but where is that energy of Judy that could come into your life? So that's a way of like looking at different um, aspects of yourself and you start finding the strengths in that, mm. right? If you're too much of a pushover all the time, you might need to embody like the energy of Judy. That's, that's embodying one, um, one aspect of, of the shadow. Let me go back. Cause you said something and I just want to then clarify it on another angle. Um, it's about the spiritual shaming and, Oh, let me think because what I'm finding with, with that is, is I I think it's also too like befriending your weaknesses or not Mm. thinking you have to do everything perfect all the time. And it's also this, this is the point I was going to come back to. It's also just being careful, really careful of what you're speaking. Your mind is going to do what your mind is going to do, right? Our mind can be mean, but what are you actually speaking the words out of your mouth, right? About yourself. And I just did a podcast about this the other day because I was in the middle of a NLP course. And this is really cool too, because it, it also takes a bunch of spiritual teachings, but it brought it down um, when they talked about this, like a lot more fundamentally. So they say that when you're speaking and you're speaking negatively about something or someone else, your subconscious, once again, can't differentiate between that you're talking about someone else and yourself. So it just thinks you're talking about yourself. So then it gets dumped into your subconscious. So if you now, let's use Judy as an example, you're going to your friend like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Judy is such a da-da-da, and I can't believe, you know, and you're talking like very negatively about her. Your subconscious just thinks you're talking about yourself. So it's believing all these negative things. So that's also blocking you in manifesting things because what you're dumping into yourself is just tons of negativity. Mm. So that's also blocking you. Well, I also see that with self-talk. Like I, I have to catch myself doing this. Like, so Mm -hmm. sometimes in the evening I'll be super tired from a long day and it's not like I'm tired for no reason. I'm tired because I like did a lot of stuff that day. And in the evening I'll be like, oh, I should do whatever more stuff, but I'm just being lazy instead. And I have to be like, no, resting is not being lazy. And I I catch myself, like that's one of my biggest ones personally, uh-huh. but like that's just rang true as a personal example for me that I have to like catch myself in that self-talk that like, you know, no, yeah. I'm really not lazy just because I rest sometimes, but I've yeah. – well, I don't know where that comes from, societal conditioning, whatever. That is that yeah. is really a lot of it. Yeah. And it's you have to like that's another form of like self-love, self-care also is, you know, I think is part of like manifesting that you need that balance, right? Yeah. And I really do believe that go, 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 that like, oh, I'm being too lazy. That is completely societal conditioning that our, our society now is like, so to the nth degree of this, like, you know, fast, like you need to be doing something and, and the internet and all these things, I I feel like don't make that any easier. Like if you want to be like big on social media, you need to po- be posting like 5 million times a day and you need to, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, where are we stopping to take care of ourselves and hearing what we need or just giving ourselves a break? Yeah. So does that, um, I might be getting like ahead of myself here, but I'm really excited to hear about it because before we started recording, you mentioned something about you've been doing a lot of work with frequencies lately. Mm-hmm. Does that, I don't really know a whole lot about frequencies and like, do, like any of that. So mm-hmm. does the self-talk or like when you talk about, about somebody else, that kind of stuff, is that like a frequency thing or is that something else? That, I mean, that is, would be a frequency thing because it goes into the vibrations. Like, you know what I mean? All of that. It's all kind of one because it all goes into the bigger field. Um, the frequency healing that I've been doing is 
I, I work with a, I work with myself and tapping into the quantum field in private healings to work with people's personal frequencies. Um, but my sound, my uh, singing bowls I use I'll work in solfeggio frequencies. And then I have a device that also works in the quantum field, but it's a device that I can basically scan people's bodies. And if anyone's familiar with rife frequencies, then based on the scans, I can see where people are off in their bodies and then make a sort of um, playlist, if you will, of different frequencies to then send them frequencies for an energetic healing. So I'm, and then I use these patches, these special phototherapy patches that also work in frequencies that we put on different acupuncture points in the body to help heal people's bodies. So frequencies is working in frequencies is there's many different like avenues of frequency, but it all like is kind of basically the same thing when you're working on it in the like higher dimensions, right? Because our words and our voices go to frequency. Mm-hmm. Sound is frequency. Yeah. Thoughts are, can be frequency, right? And then if they talk about like raising your vibration, that I wanted to talk about that too, because you mentioned mm-hmm. about that gaslighting, like, yeah. and, you know, whole thing about like, and like, oh, my vibration isn't high enough. I found that in, in healing, you the more you heal your spiritual self, your physical self, your mental self, right? Your emotional self, by natural, your vibration raises. You can't, that's another one. If you're, if you're working so much in the spiritual, but you're missing your physical, uh-huh. it'd it kind of be like that manifest, manifestation thing. Like you'll get up to a higher vibration, but you'll have a drop because you're not in full alignment. Yeah. So, So that's where I got really um, passionate about really also going now into the body and how can I, and I also work now with ozone therapy, which is ozone is um, oxygen that goes through UV light and changes to ozone. And one thing that um, uh, the guy that introduced me to ozone and that I've been working with, he said something really cool because he is he he brought it down into the physical level and by naturally cleansing your blood you're going to naturally raise your vibration and ozone cleanses your blood right so mm-hmm. is it if, like something you breathe in is it, is that how you can't breathe works? it because it's toxic for the lungs in large doses okay um there's different ways to administer it i at my house now have an ozone sauna So basically the steam, it's like a little capsule and your little head sticks out and you look like you're in a little spaceship. And so the, I have a machine that pulls the oxygen in and it purifies it, runs it through an ozone machine and then goes into the capsule that people sit in. And then the capsule steams up and the ozone goes in with the steam and then it infuses into your skin. Then there's a way um, to put a, what my guy does, he's an old hippie, is you put a needle into the neck and you put um, this ozonated oxygen that slowly like goes through a big uh, glass thing and then your blood basically passes by this needle and gets ozonated, right? And cleanses the blood. There's another mm-hmm. way you can take 500 cc's of blood out of your body. Um, they put it in this bag, they mix it, uh, with, with, uh, two different, uh, drugs that just to make it not coagulate. And then they put the ozone in there, they kind of shake it around and then they infuse the ozone back into your blood, which then cleanses your system. But, um, what the one thing that he said was being that if you're going to take it into your body cleansing, so like the cleaner, the blood, the cleaner, the mind, the cleaner, the actions, the cleaner, the lifestyle, your, your more connection to source mm-hmm. all by just like cleansing your blood, the dirtier, the blood, the dirtier, the mind, the dirtier actions, the dirtier, the lifestyle and the, the, the more depressed or anxiety. And it can all, and that, that also then just by naturally will raise your vibration and, and tap you into higher frequencies. 
So mm. it's it's weird because they're all separate, but they all at the end of the day kind of go together. No, I mean, it makes sense because that's like, you know, I, I primarily operate in the lens of like yoga and yoga philosophy. And there's a very analogous concept that's like uh, sattvic, like your goal is to be sattvic, which basically means pure. And like the more pure you can become in all of the things like your diet, mm-hmm. what you're consuming, you know, through your screens, things you watch, things you listen to, the environments you put yourself in, all of that um, either contribute to you being more pure or less pure. And the more pure you can be, the better health outcomes you're going to have, basically. So it's kind of the same concept. So that makes sense to me. But then I want to come circle back to the like high vibration thing, because you kind of started to touch on this where like, uh, and and this is a, a similar there's a concept like this in yoga philosophy where it's like, and it has to do with the chakras a little bit. Like if you're completely in the upper realm, like the higher frequencies, it's disembodied. And so you kind of started to briefly touch on that where like, maybe not everybody needs to raise their frequency. Maybe some people need to like be brought down to earth and do some grounding. Is that kind of what you meant? Or um, like, what's the balance there? Yeah, because if you're spending too much time up here and you're completely neglecting what's going on here, it mm. eventually it's going to you're going to be brought da- you're going to be brought down. You can't stay up, you can't stay dis- it it has to be a full system. Mm-hmm. And that's something just recently I'm really getting to like see of because I've spent like um, a lot of my teachings when I was younger was spent a lot of time out here with like the angelic realm. And I was working with Doreen Virtue back in the day and all this stuff. And I was like very much up in like the ether, so to speak. Yeah. And then when spirit came to me and was like, you need to like get into the earth. Like you need to get into mama earth. Like mama earth needs some really big healing right now. And you need to come down here. And through that, that was when like, um, some shamans showed up on my path and started bringing me into earth. And then that led me to really start seeing. And now, like I said, everything I'm working with and actually spending more time paying attention to the physical body and how that works and how to, help heal the actual body. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing where it's so important to really, yeah. Like be mindful of the entire, of this becoming, because to go to properly go here, I'm finding you have to really be in here. Yeah, totally. And just because if you're too much out here, then for the folks who are listening only, um, Oh yeah. Up here is like in the spirit realm. And then we got to bring it down into body. I think just to like, yeah. Like I would say like, maybe I'm watching your hand gestures and I'm like, yeah, but without like your higher, like your soul star, your, your higher crown chakra or like, yeah, like above you, you know, or in like the ethers or the heavens or the, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, like really bringing it into, into yourself and it's something I'm kind of like really like a deeper teaching that's showing me through this is like, is, is, is really starting to get like, look at source being fully within and source, not being some light place out in the ethers far, far away beyond the heavens or wherever you want to call it is like, is tuning like where the universe and, all of these dimensions and everything that everyone talks about is within the body, not out of the body. And that's what I'm really starting to connect and work with. And I don't know yet where that is going to fully go or the full teaching there, but it's something I would say even in the last like month or two that all these different things are, are leading me into in very like internal on all the um, systems. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, it's like I stay in the realm of yoga philosophy because I like that for myself personally. Mm-hmm. But and there is very much in yoga philosophy, there's like the idea that source is 100% within you. And that's what it brings us all connected to each other because we all have this within ourselves. 
and brings us connected to the divine because it is the divine, like in every single person or like whatever you want to call that. But I just love that you take this perspective of like kind of blending all the systems, like, like we're all connected. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's all within everyone. So I just love that. I love that discovery. And I love that. Like, um, what are you doing kind of like to work with that? Uh, or maybe what led you to that discovery, if you don't mind sharing? I honestly, be- I think I believe it was, it's been this path because of ozone and, mm-hmm. and working with this old hippie man who, when he, when he really talked about cleansing the blood and how that is can just even having clean blood can be a direct connection to God. Mm. It, when he was explaining that it just opened up this whole new, uh, kind of perspective. And uh, like I said, it's still like this new, this new, like this new teaching or, or perspective or philosophy of like, Oh, I'm like, I've, I've been missing like I've understood eating healthy, right? I've understood mm-hmm. and I, I've always pretty much ate pretty healthy besides when I used to drink. Like that would be kind of like was my one like really unhealthy yeah. thing that I would do, right? Um yeah. but I, I don't know. The the working with ozone and I, I got to go in October, at the end of October and um, study with like, kind of like the number one ozone doctor in America. And I got certified through him. And when he started talking about cell structure and all the stuff in the mitochondria and all the stuff that like, I never, cause I'm like, I'm not a doctor and you know, yeah. I'll just eat healthy and whatever. And looking at the, how the body's like the inner, inner, inner workings of body function I don't know, like every, like this whole new thing to me has, has came up and Mm -hmm. it's still so kind of new for me because it's a whole new world that I'm, I'm really seeing like, I'm like fascinated by it and, and, and seeing the, the connection between that all of this is more connected than than I used to think. Cause like I said, I would feel like mm. everything was out in the ethers and then my body was just my body, but the, I didn't have a, 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 they felt separate. Yeah. And now I'm seeing like, yeah, the, that makes sense. The, the really strong, deep connection and how important all of the function is to work, having a real symbiotic relationship with all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So I guess, what I'm hearing you say is like taking a more like whole person approach to wellness. Yeah. 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 Like really, because he was even talking about if you're not, if your mitochondria is not functioning properly, the doctor in Utah, um, Dr. Frank Salenberger, and he's like, you know, people think they're healthy and they have no idea that their mitochondria is not functioning properly. And then all of a sudden out of, you know, out of nowhere, they're like, you know, some big catastrophe health issue happens for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but I could have told you 10 years ago that you're not feeding your mitochondria properly and you're not, it's not functioning. So by time, like just knowing cell structure and how an actual, just a simple mitochondria function works and how that dysfunction bleeds into other things or then, you know, I think what's really amazing is this, you know, virus that's going on right now. And people are like, oh, well, they, out of nowhere, they were so healthy. They, they had this healthy life. And then all of a sudden, like they got that and then they, you know, mm. almost died or something. And it's like, yeah. well, what I learned from Salenberger is like, no, just cause they're walking around, like looking like they're healthy, if you go into their cell structure, they weren't healthy. So when something big came on their path, they couldn't properly, um, deal with it. Right. Yeah. So so like then, yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, so I, I'm not a doctor either, but I do have a degree in health. And one of the classes I took in my degree was called pathophysiology, which is basically like the physiology of disease. And mm-hmm. a big, we read a whole book for that course that was about the mitochondrial theory of cancer, 
which was mm-hmm. this new brown i mean this was a couple of years ago then but and it was still like a new groundbreaking theory that like our mitochondria have anything to do with cancer because everybody's been chasing down like all these different rabbit holes to figure out why cancer happens, how, how to cure it. And I think even most of the cancer research is more about finding a cure rather than about finding a prevention, right? Because that's how our medical model works is uh, just throw pills and things at it and Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. change any of your lifestyle factors, right? That, that would have led to it in the first place. And so I think that's like, I guess what I'm getting at is like, I don't know anything about, ozone personally this is like Mm -hmm. my first time hearing about it but there's got to be something to that because um and I can even look at I the book's probably like it's on my shelf right behind me uh because I kept it because it was super interesting that sounds like a really great book actually yeah (laughs) yeah it's a I'll, I'll probably link it in the show notes of this episode because it is really interesting and I just it's funny to me because I've seen this like meme circling around the internet that's like oh everybody knows that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell but why didn't they teach us something useful in school like taxes you know and it's like well now we're kind of starting to find out that learning about the mitochondria is useful uh-huh. um yeah so I just it comes down to like my two years later memory of the gist of it was that basically like the mitochondria is what turns your food into energy at a cellular mm-hmm. level to mm-hmm. power all of your things that you do in your body, like digestion, moving your muscles, thinking, all of mm-hmm. these things. And the mitochondria is like pretty much where that happens um, on the most micro level possible. Yeah. And so when that system's not healthy, nothing is. Nothing. And so a lot of times what we're doing in our like diets and stuff is we're, we're killing those off, but it's mm-hmm. at such a microscopic level. There's no, like, to my knowledge, you can't just go to your primary care doctor and say like, can you do a blood test and tell me how my mitochondria are doing? You know, <laughs> like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know that Frank has this special machine that he can, um, he can test it. The, I know the, the device that I have that the biofrequency device that scans people they're coming out with soon with something that can scan it on a frequency level. But other than that, there's, there's a few ways you can consciously, even if you don't know if your mitochondria is functioning properly, but by taking certain vitamins, um, mm-hmm. that, that'll just like support it. One is niacin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one thing while you were talking too that came up with me, it's like, okay, about because when you brought up cancer and everything, it's like, okay, now we look at we look at all that, but then we need to also pay attention to like our emotion and our emotional health, mm. right? And like now if that's out of balance and you're not acknowledging and dealing with your emotions, that now will start affecting different things and stressors that like do you know what I mean? So it's like now yeah. we have to bring in emotional health into it and pay attention. What are we stuffing away? What shat? What shadow self are we not looking at? Mm-hmm. What traumas happened that we are just like brushing off and stuffing? You know, not paying attention to that. Also, that that um, that unbalanced emotional self will start building up energy in the body, which will also start making functions not functioning properly. You know, yeah. so it, it it when you. I tell people all the time, like, especially in, in when I'm doing sound healings for groups, I'm like, if you need to cry, please cry. Like, don't be embarrassed yeah. in the group because I need you to move that emotion. Because if totally. you stick that emotion in you, it's going to find ways also to express itself in right. a really unhealthy way. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's like legit like science to that too it's because emotions usually trigger hormones Mm -hmm. like most of them and I think this is one complaint I have with the medical industry is that like they don't there's nobody like piecing all this stuff together and so that's us over here in the spiritual realm where people think we're just kind of like you know making stuff up but we're not like there's really yeah like um emotions really do live in the body and now science is like almost catching up to that 
but here we are over here trying to help everybody piece it together. Yeah. You know, the scientists have all their little specialties and they can tell you more about the mitochondria than we can. Right. But we can see the practical implications of how it's like actually manifesting in a real way in people's mm-hmm. lives and bodies and mm-hmm. health outcomes. Right. So then with that, if people aren't connected to their spiritual self, you know, then that's a whole other thing, right? Yeah. Then like they're not finding their purpose. They're not living their purpose. They're not following their heart. They're not doing, you know, so then it's like, okay, so if you're not connected to your spiritual self, well, then that makes you like, that's hurting your emotional self, That then that's hurting your physical self, you know? And yeah. then if you're not feeding your body properly, because let's say all of these things are out of balance. So you're drinking, you're eating like crap, you're doing this or that to self-medicate, or you're taking horrible pharmaceuticals that are also doing a whole other slew of things to your body. Well, then that now starts affecting your mental health. Right. So you don't know why you're depressed or you're angry all the time or you're having outbursts or you can't think straight or you're, you know, constantly irritated. And it's like, okay, we need to like, we, you really have to look at the thing as a whole thing. Right. Yeah, because it can be then, hard to chase down the, the like one thing that mm-hmm. kind of tipped all the rest of it off. So yeah, I kind of, yeah. Do you find yourself like – if people come to you and they're like all kinds of out of balance, do you like, um, I mean, I guess, so maybe I'm forming this question wrong. Cause I'm like, where do you start? Or I guess because you work with the frequencies, right? So how, yeah. I, I guess I'm wanting to circle this back to like, how does this play out in a session with you or something like okay. how do you help people find their way to balance? Okay, so this is a good one because I'll use two different scenarios. One, if somebody comes to me just for like an energy healing in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. That starts the path. Like they come in the door and um, I work with crystals and with sound and with light and with energy. Um, It's like Reiki, but I'm not schooled in Reiki, so I don't call my healing Reiki because I I actually – I know a little bit of Reiki, but I'm not certified in Reiki, so – it would be like a Reiki energetic healing. Um, but I bring in sound healing within to that. And the bowls that I have, the frequencies are really powerful. They really like slice through. I, I don't even know how to explain it. They're, they're Tibetan bowls, but they're not your normal Tibetan bowl. And they really like shake in a, in a nice, in a nice way, they shake people's core and kind of like, uh, vibrate them into balance. Right. But from there within conversation, then we, we kind of like, it's like, it starts because they want an energy healing. So they come in through that and then that bridges the doorway and okay, let's start talking about more of like the other parts of yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if they're coming to me for like biofrequency, well, they're coming more like, let's say on a medical level, Mm. um, even though I'm not a doctor, but what the, the things that I'm working with, we can really, I can then steer them like, okay, you need to go see your doctor, but now you're not getting 5,000 tests. We've narrowed it down. Like you want to go see your doctor about this and then they can help you. Or if I can help you, I can, but if it's something bigger Mm -hmm. than me now we have, you can go in with empowerment, right? Right. That you're like, you know, I want to focus on this and not spend thousands of dollars of you guys running around in circles, testing me about everything. But then what I've found is working with the frequencies and the healing that way. And and one person I'm working with right now, basically this, the, the device that scans you also shows emotionally where you might be out of balance in your body. Mm -hmm. So then that just kind of like starts becoming a bigger conversation as well. So people can come to me from like two different angles. Right. And like the path will be different because it's like, okay, well, we're working on your medical stuff here or where you're out of balance physically, but now we need to work on your emotion. We need to work on past trauma. We need to work this. So now we're going to go towards like the more spiritual energy healing. Or if you're coming this way, we're seeing like, okay, we did some vibrational like attunement, right? And got you back into different places in your body and opened up channels energetically. But now we're finding, okay, things are coming up. Now we need to look at deeper what these stuck emotions are, where that might be throwing off different parts in your health or your mental or, you know, um, so it, they kind of like. Yeah, that makes sense. 
crisscross. Yeah. So it's like, however you come in, you're going to like, you know. Yeah. And That's a lot of this cool. stuff, I just started like really working with myself. I do everything. I run everything by myself first and like see yeah. my own journey. And then I'm like, okay, like, you know, and it allow us probably keep changing and forming differently. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So do yeah. you do this virtually or does it have to be in person? I can do, I definitely can do, um, the, the scanning device you can do it on. Anyone could be anywhere. Um, wow, nice. I can scan, I can send frequencies to anyone through that device anywhere. Um, cause it, it works in the quantum field. So it works in a different, like basically kind of like it goes through a different dimension. Um, I can do sound healing virtually for my like actual energy, energy work. I prefer, I could yeah. do it virtually. I don't cause I prefer actually having people in, I can travel to people or I really prefer people coming into my space. What I've found healing people when I go into their spaces is energetically their space isn't set up right, or they're too distracted mm. by their own environment or if they right. have trauma in their environment, they're not, uh, they, they don't go as deep as that if I bring them into my space where the room that I work out of is completely energetically like safe and balanced and like to a yeah. certain like frequency in a sense that, and I can, I find I can get them out of where they are and work on them a lot deeper. Um, but yeah, the other stuff, like obviously ozone, I can't, people have to come to me right. for ozone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, working on the, on the, the frequency device, I can do that. People can be literally anywhere. Like I run frequencies wow, sometimes nice. on their people's playlist. Once we put it together, I run it on them while they're sleeping. I find that like, there's a really uh, cool. great way, like, cause they're not distracted and no one's like, you know, they're, I can just like put some frequencies into their body and they're in like the perfect, perfect, like restful state to accept them. So nice. Yeah. And then what about your, your monthly group things that you have? I so, mean, I guess those are virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the sound baths I, I haven't, I, I should start actually like doing it over zoom too. Like when I mm -hmm. have people, cause I'm having people right now just come to my house that ah. I do group sessions with and just doing it, um, here in Los Angeles. But I was nice. thinking of opening it up to, allowing people to just start turning on my computer and like having it. So people that don't live here, um, can join into those. I'm doing one on Sunday for, uh, 12, 12. We're going to do a, um, I put together a meditation to connect to our higher selves. And then that will lead us into the sound bath basically. And then I'm also doing, I actually, I should send you this cause I didn't send you this. Um, through Patreon, because I thought it was this was the easiest platform to do uh -huh. this. Um, so in my scanning device, there is a program in there called Inner Voice. And what it does basically is we take 10 seconds of your voice and it doesn't like record what you're saying. It just listens to what you're saying and it scans over 12,000, no, no, sorry, 2,000 frequencies in your voice. And based off of that, it gives you an entire readout of where you're balanced and unbalanced in your life. And then it also shows you like where that might again be Whoa. in your emotions, be yeah. in your physical, be in your mental or where you might even be off balanced um, on a nutritional level, because sometimes even a simple like nutritional tweak will align you and yeah. then will affect all these other things. So I have a Patreon group for that. Um, Cool. Where then once a month at the end of every month, we meet up for a quick hour zoom and, um, just to like, kind of see if anyone's cause, okay. So then you, it listens to your voice. And then what you do is you get these special musical tones to listen to and you listen them to them like one to three times a day. And it seems so simple, but it starts really fundamentally shifting people. And a lot of times it'll start bringing up old stuff, emotions, traumas, mm. stuck energy yeah. as well. So then I have the, um, once a month group for people to come together and if they want to talk about stuff and then in Patreon, they have those different tiers. So each tier, whatever you sign up for 
depends on how many scans uh, you'll get a month. Everyone will get biofrequency um, sessions sent to them. And then also like you, if you, the higher the tier, like we can do like a one-on-one, but also we have that end of the month uh, group um, Zoom to just for people to have, if they have questions or answers or just kind of like come together. And I do a little short meditation with everyone, just kind of bring each other together. And then we go through the next process again of um, doing the voice for the next month. So you just kind of keep going. And nice. uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really fun. It's really cool. That does sound fun. Um, nice. So there, are there any other things that you want to like tell us about what you do or maybe like a final thought you want to leave us with? I mean, I, I feel the final thought would be is as we're going through all this stuff in our lives and, and this is, we're going through the great awakening right now and, and is really start paying attention to all areas, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally Mm -hmm. of yourself and finding ways that you can start tuning in and just loving yourself and being gentle with yourself and taking care of yourself first before everybody else. Because if you're not whole, then you, you know, you don't really have wholeness to give or, or the proper Mm -hmm. energy to give you're overextending. So it's really just tuning back into into this, into this being, into your body, into who you are and love yourself first. And I think that's kind of like the main thing I'm learning right now. And yeah. the biggest messages that are coming through in, in teaching is to, is to for do sure. that. I love that. Well, thanks so much for sharing. Thank uh, you. you. Tell us where to find you. Where folks, yes. Where so where I'm on uh Kratrix culture, um, is on all major, uh, platforms on social media. Uh, you can visit my website that links to everything, the podcast, uh, events that I'm doing. So it's creatrixculture.love. If you do creatrixculture.com, that's well, that's fine too. It, um, it links back. There's the link to the Patreon in there, but I'll also send you a link to that and you can put it in the show notes if people want to join into the inner voice. Um, yeah. Nice. Well, thanks so much for your time and sharing with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. All right. I will talk to you later. Okay. That's it, friends. I hope you enjoyed it. Of course, all of Sarah Wolf's links will be posted in the show notes so you can easily find how to connect with her, how to connect with me, all the usual stuff. Resources can be found there. Remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time.